My name is Vaughn and I'm an alcoholic. I'm also um, a pothead, um, but I'll try to talk about alcohol mostly. Um, my sobriety date is September 17th, 2020. So I have a year and just a little, a little over a year and two months today. Um, and um, I, I actually quit drinking alcohol in 2017, um, but I was still a chronic daily pot user um, until September 17th of 2020 last year when I decided um, to come to the rooms. And I was 12-stepped by someone who I met through my job, and he and I were talking about our lifestyles, and I told him that I was sober or that I wasn't drinking anymore and that I was trying to quit smoking weed and so he told me about AA and how much he loved the program and he seemed like a really normal decent person and I don't know like for some reason like hearing it from this particular guy at that particular moment in time made me actually consider coming to AA but it took me maybe like seven months from the time that he and I had that conversation before I finally you know came into the rooms um I've always known that I was an alcoholic like I started drinking when I was in high school and um you know like immediately I couldn't control it and I was you know getting sick and you know just the usual story like pretty it got me pretty quick and I had car accidents and all sorts of things and, and a lot of remorse and guilt and shame over my, you know things that I was doing in my life and um you know like I didn't really connect it to alcoholism but I just kind of figured like that's my life like I grew up in an alcoholic family you know I grew up in a town where everybody drank and partied together or those were all my friends and so like what I was doing seemed pretty normal um you know and so like the idea of like going to A and quitting drinking seemed like ridiculous you know I just had no desire to do that whatsoever um I guess also like you know I I was always kind of just treated like I was this like um you know sort of like uh goody goody or you know somebody who really couldn't get into much trouble you know so it's like even when I was getting in trouble it's like my family were sort of like you know had this like like I played a certain role in my family where I was just like the good girl um and so you know like even though I was doing all sorts of bad things you know you know like I just didn't really think that I had a drinking problem and I was like shamed for the things that I did you know like I was just like it says in um one of the chapters about like you know like all that you know it's like as alcoholics we're ashamed into thinking that we have these like you know that we're um you know we can't drink because we have moral a moral failing um you know and so like I guess I just you know thought that like I if I had like if I was a better person or if I had better willpower that I could just quit drinking um you know so I did that many times in my life you know I would just like change friends change jobs move town whatever to just like try to start my life over um but then I would just like fall back into the same patterns um and um the the last 
bottom I had was like, I went, like I, I was starting to be in this habit of just like drinking every day, starting pretty early um, and like leaving work early so I could go to happy hour. And um, like my last bottom, I like went out for lunch, had some drinks with my coworker and then got called into the HR office, you know, and I like quit my job while I was drunk, you know, and then I go home and I realize like, I just like totally fucked myself over and now I don't have a job, you know? And, um, that was just kind of like when I realized, um, that I couldn't like continue drinking anymore. And I had to like really come to terms with my alcoholism. Um, and you know, just, I mean, at that moment, like I was, I I felt such despair and I just really, you know, wish that I could turn back the clock, you know, like a day and change whatever happened. Um, so let me see my time. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like my, my story is pretty much what a lot of people go through with just like feeling shame about not being able to quit and really wanting to quit. Um, and so, you know, like coming to AA was something that I never thought I would do. Um, like I said, I met that person. They tried to get me to come to a meeting with them. Um, but it took me like, seven more months to get in the door and it was like during the pandemic and I was like using every day and very isolated and very depressed and that was kind of like I just had a moment where I was like you know I think I'm gonna just go to a meeting and um you know get help to quit because like I could never do it on my own um and so I did 90 and 90 I had a sponsor um I don't have a sponsor right now um, but I do a lot of service and, you know, I still go to like at least three meetings a week. Um, lately I've been trying to do a little bit more because it's around the holidays and I just kind of feel like I need it. Um, but I don't know, I would say to the newer people who are here that this program, you know, it's like, it really, it's. I don't know. I, for me, like, I just feel like that's sort of like a God thing for me. It's just like how I came into the program, you know, at just the right time for me, you know, like I had been told earlier in my life that I should maybe try AA or that I have an alcohol problem and that I need to quit. Um, and I just wasn't really ready for it. And now, you know, I came into the rooms, um, and, you know, like I've been hearing the message of just hope and, um, that things do get better. Um, and I found a community of people that support me and, you know, like last night I was at a meeting and, you know, I cried in front of all these people and, you know, like it just, you know, not something that I really like to do, but still, you know, like the tears came out and I felt like very, um, loved and supported and, um, you know, that's something that I really appreciate about this program. Like people called me afterward. I have, you know, a lot of people have my number. I have a lot of numbers. And so like, I don't have to be alone anymore. And I think as alcoholics and addicts, you know, like, you know, that's kind of what happens is that we become so isolated, you know, that it's easy to just like stay stuck in whatever, you know, tape or thoughts that are like, running in your mind um you know all that negative self-talk so yeah like I just think that you know finding your
people in AA. It was very possible. Um, and, you know, just like for me, like having an open mind and having the willingness to just like um, keep coming to the meetings and, um, you know, like I don't read everything that I, not everything that I read in the big book like resonates with me. And at first it's like really weird you know, that people are, like, so, like, into this book because it's not, like, the most, you know, like, great writing as far, you know, like, it's pretty simple, uh, easy reading, and, you know, like, it's dated, and so there are a lot of reasons to, to, um, you know, kind of, like, want to reject it, um, but there are a lot of spiritual teachings in there, and it just, like, like, you know, I only have a little over a year, and it's taken me, um, you know, this much time to feel like, you know, like that things are changing for me. And, you know, I do have a lot more serenity um, than when I first started coming to the meetings. So I'm not sure if that's my time, but I saw Michelle pop back up. So um, that's all I have to if say. You want, yeah. If you want to take another minute, you can. Yeah, just um, to newcomers, get numbers, and just keep trying, you know, it's like I cycled through a lot of sponsors and a lot of people, but there's always, like, more people that you can meet and talk to and a lot of different meetings, and right now, in the era of, like, COVID and Zoom, like, you can go to meetings, like, all over the world, and, you know, there are really a lot of cool people in AA, so, you know, just, you know, keep putting in the effort for yourself and you'll find what you need. Thank you. All right. Hi guys. I'm Tamar. I'm an alcoholic. Um, yeah, I honestly, uh, first wanted to apologize. I was supposed to speak here a little while ago and I had an emergency come up and I could not make it. So I wanted to apologize for that. Um, also thought I was going to be the 10 minute speaker, so <laughs> I was a little, a little unprepared, but I will try my best to kind of go a little more deeper into my story. Um, so yeah, I am an alcoholic. I've been sober for a year and four months. This is not my first sobriety date. Relapse is a part of my story. Um, I have a sponsor, I have sponsees, um, which is new for me. Um, it's a really great experience being able to pass the message on in a whole new way of looking at the steps um, and working with another alcoholic. Um, but to bring it back a little bit, um, a little bit about myself, uh, I grew up um, and I started drinking. And first I started smoking um, when I was pretty young, around 12 years old. And I instantly fell in love with it. I thought it was the most, I, you know, I felt awkward as a kid. I felt like I didn't really fit in. Um, I went to a really small school for most of my life. It was about 64 kids. And when I reached seventh grade, I moved to a much bigger school. And I was like totally just overwhelmed and shocked and just didn't really fit in very well. And, um, then I found weed and I was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is me. I'm going to take this um, as my new identity. I'm going to be the kid that does this and this is going to be my story and my, my way of life. And um, it was really, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was fun at first and it was always fun with problems. I think it was never 
just fun. It was always, there was always problems involved. I always got caught or in trouble or caught up in school or um, different things, um, you know, getting caught with, you know, drugs in my backpack or alcohol or any different thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was never a super huge issue until, I mean, it, it did fall apart actually pretty fast. Um, by the time I was, uh, I think it was about, I was about 17 years old. I started having, uh, so I'm dual diagnosis. I, uh, I have bipolar one, which is, uh, the more severe bipolar and I do take medication for that. Um, and that's between me and my doctor and I am an advocate for people if they need it, um, to seek outside help in those ways. Sometimes AA can't like for me, I definitely need to be, um, on a medication that can help me stay, you know, level-minded enough to stay sober because without it, I have a really hard time staying sober. And that's been a big part of my story as well, kind of battling with this idea of, oh, maybe it's just the bipolar and maybe it's just that maybe I'm just an alcoholic without, I kind of need both. I need both for sure in order to succeed in my sobriety. Um, so I've been coming to the rooms. So yeah, things kind of fell apart. I started having bipolar symptoms at around 17 and it was really becoming more triggered by the alcohol and, and marijuana use. And I tried a few other things, but really those were my main, um, my main forms of alcohol that I used. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, was introduced to the rooms after going to a youth outpatient at 18 years old. I was introduced to the rooms and I didn't really understand it at first. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but I did find a friend there who I used to go to school with and he kind of introduced me to the young people scene in AA and I instantly fell in love with the young people scene um, since I was you know younger. I'm 27 now, but uh, I fell in love with that scene and it definitely became like, the, the cool thing for me, like I, I, I was all about fellowship. I was all about the young people's events. Um, I was heavy into that. Not so much the program. I had a hard time with actually doing the program. Um, the most I got was I got like two and a half years sober, um, at one time and I was working in an all right program and not what I'm working today. Today is a lot different. Today is um, definitely, I think, my strongest um, my strongest program that I've ever worked is these days because I really take my sobriety seriously after a serious relapse where I went out for about a year and a half. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, relapse is part of my story. And I like to talk about it because not, you know, some people have that in their story. And I there was a time where I believed that no matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried or, or I was going to be relapsing. I just thought relapse was inevitable for me and there was no hope of ever really getting any time. And that, that was like a really strong belief for me. And I can honestly say today that that's not a belief that I have. And going through that, um, is a amazing change. Um, being able to, you know, 
be at that point where I thought that relapse um, was like like an inevitable, inevitably gonna gonna happen, and then being at a point where I think that now I'm I'm working a strong enough program to where I don't have to have that as an option, and it took a long time to get here for sure. It took about eight years to be at a point where I feel um, like strong enough in my program and also my program looks quite a bit different today um so yeah i uh was i had like you know some time here and there five months i got first i got five months working working with a sponsor i've always worked with sponsors but i've always kind of switched sponsors and got upset resentful with sponsors and move um and thought oh this sponsor doesn't know what they're talking about i'm gonna switch and um, yeah, so I, uh, I, I was in and out for quite a long time and, um, um, I, let's see, I got, um, oh, where was I going with that? <laughs> um, lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, went out for um one time I, I said i finally i gave up on the program and i decided that i was not gonna go back to aa and i made a firm decision that i was just gonna chase out you know if i could just manage smoking weed and drinking only that i would be okay and um it did not work out it did not work out like i had hoped um i ended up losing pretty much everything. I lost my girlfriend, my apartment, my dog, um, the whole, you know, sad story. Um, I lost uh, my car. I sold my car. I, I, I just ruined pretty much so many beautiful relationships with people in AA, which was really hard at the time. Um, I, I burned a lot of bridges with people that I made friends with over the years in sobriety. And, um, it's cool because now I'm, you know, on my ninth step actually at the moment and I'm getting to go back and fix those relationships that meant a lot to me. Um, and yeah, it's really a great experience to be able to, not everybody's willing to hear it. Not everybody's willing to listen, but that's part of it. You know, I understand that everyone has their own, you know, things they're going through and I can't you know, fix things with everyone. But, you know, with time, I've been able to um, go back and, and fix some of those relationships, which is really powerful and being able to open those doors back up that were closed or, or kind of re remend those bridges has been a really powerful experience. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I used to be all about fellowship. Like I was the fellowship king. I, I, I thought I was on top of the world and I would have so many friends and, and I, I always would go to the AA dances and all the AA wacky paw, acky paw conferences. And my program was never super strong. I service. So I had the triangle, but only one side and, my recovery was wasn't very strong and my and my my service wasn't very strong 
And now that's pretty um, balanced these days. So that's something that definitely helps me a lot is um, having that balance of all three sides of the triangle, which is um, very important for me. Um, I have three commitments. I go to five meetings a week. I um, sponsor people and I try my best to call my sponsor, which is hard, hard for me to always keep in contact with him because I'm kind of at a step where I'm just kind of working on my own. Um, but we are moving on to the 10 step very soon. And I'm looking forward to that because I have some daily stuff that comes up. And um, I, I know the 10 step is a great tool for looking at, you know, the daily inventory of what, what's going on with me, what's going on, how do I feel with certain, you know, what resentments are coming up. It's kind of that really important maintenance step. So I, I just, I love the steps. I think they're very helpful in, um, but there's many parts to being sober. It's, you know, there's the steps, there's the meetings, there's the relationships you have with the people in the meetings, there's the, you know, fellowship, there's the, um, yeah, getting involved in service, um, getting on commitments, having a home group, um, having a meeting that you attend every week. I have pretty much all the meetings I attend, I go to every week, and they're mostly young people's. Um, that's where I feel the mo most comfortable. I've been in it for so long. Um, so, but I do go to, you know, other meetings here and there when I feel like I love Rockridge. And I used to go to this meeting a long time ago. I remember it. Um, and it was one of my favorite meetings as well. It was the Saturday night, you know, big speaker meeting. Everyone would, uh, a lot of people would show up and it was a very strong fellowship at this meeting. I remember back in the day so it's cool to be back um even though it is zoom um i i i started turning it sober again when when zoom came out i, I didn't have much of a problem with it i thought it wasn't as fun but it definitely was good for what it was needed um in the time of you know hard times of the pandemic so um but yeah so when i went out i'll talk about my last relapse because that was really important for me i guess you know they have that saying you know you're not done until you're done and that was my story kind of i i wasn't i wasn't finished until i was really finished and um yeah so i went out for about uh a year and i just decided i wasn't coming back to AA. i decided that wasn't like I, I just wasn't an option. I'd ruined, I'd ruined the relationship. I felt so much pain around losing a lot of my important things in my life. When I was sober, I built. I was tired of building up my sobriety, building a life, or trying to build a life for myself, and then losing it, burning it. Because I would keep doing that over and over again, and I was really tired of that, um, that pattern. So I decided, you know, this is it. I'm not going to come back. Um, and I, yeah, really hurt a lot of people. I pretty much went off the rails with my, both my, you know, alcoholism and my dual diagnosis. I was manic. I was ending up in the hospital. I was being, you know, 
tranquilized in the middle of the street in Berkeley, just like totally going absolutely crazy and like threatening people and just things that are not me that um that i am so that it was it makes me anxious to, to just talk about it because like living but being that person and, and being you know i i really didn't um know i really had lost myself and um it was a lot of a lot of fear and, and just destruction and um and um and it was it wasn't like i was even i was just smoking meat and drinking but i was like if i can just you know if i could just keep to that and that still was enough to really bring me to my knees um so i ended up um i ended up in jail um i i committed a crime and i ended up in jail for six months and i was looking at five years in prison and that was the whole time that I spent out. It just hit me all at once. And I was like, wow, like, I absolutely am an alcoholic and I will die if I keep doing this. Or I'll end up in prison, and <laughs> which is almost to me seems scarier than death because that place is not fun. Jail was an eye opener enough to realize like I could have my freedom taken away. And, you know, I was locked in a cell for 22 hours a day by myself. And that's a really uncomfortable feeling. If you want to be uncomfortable, um, that is the place to go. Um, so yeah, I was, I was just, I was in so much fear. I was, I was going to end up, in prison for five years, um, based on my charges. And, um, when I was, and I realized like, Oh, well, I gotta, like, if I'm going to do this, I gotta stay sober. And, um, and I called, ended up calling a friend in the program and we started working steps while I was in jail. And I got on my fourth step and I had so much time <laughs> on my hands. So that four step, went by pretty fast um we we went through it pretty fast and uh, and we actually waited till i got out of jail i didn't know i was gonna get out but i started, started to sound like everything was kind of gonna i was i was maybe gonna get out of there without having to do serious time um based on my my mental health my first time being in there um and yeah, so I did get out of there after about six months and, um, I immediately did my fist up with my sponsor and yeah, things have been completely different this time around. Um, a lot of change has happened where, um, also wanted to speak on the, you know, dual diagnosis. I am on a new medication that has seems to be helping me a lot more. Um, it's kind of interesting to see like how much that's changed my mental state and being able to just be more. So it's something I definitely need in my life is, is I need both parts um, and being able to um, have a stable mind and not feel manic or depressed. Um, you know, I thought I was, I thought it was okay for a long time that being on this new 
um, kind of path of medication has, has definitely proven that I wasn't as okay as I thought I was. And um, I'm now able to kind of see that and understand that now like, I'm on a better path with it. And um, yeah, it's it's been a totally different experience being able to be really, I guess, taking care of my mental health um, and taking care of, of as best I can. And, the, and yeah, there's still things I struggle with. Um, like right now, like my program is extremely strong and, you know, I have my commitments. I do my service. I show up every week. I'm, I just got a GSR commitment, you know, so I'm doing a little bit higher service commitments, which, you know, I mean, not, not like it's better, but it's just, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm taking on more responsibility in my recovery. I also have a sponsees, and that's been an awesome, um, awesome experience where I have a sponsee who's on his fourth step. He's been putting it off and not really, not really super gung ho about it. And I can relate. So I, I, you know, I, I totally am understanding with him and I, and, and I, and I'm able to do that because I've been there and I've been in those positions and I have a sponsee that doesn't seem like he's quite done yet and is having a hard time, um, staying sober and, I also can relate to that. I tell them, you know, like, Hey, like, you know, that's, that's okay. You know, just keep coming back. And that's what someone told me a long time ago, that if there's one thing you can do, um, if you don't know you're an alcoholic, if you don't know you want to be sober, if you're having a hard time staying sober, you know, the important thing is just to keep coming back. And that has actually been the most powerful, um, tip, you know, the most powerful lesson that I've learned is, no matter what, keep coming back, especially that time where I, you know, did come back for a year, that's when it got the worst. And even though I had been going in and out, in and out for quite some time before that, that was definitely the the worst when I wasn't attending meetings at all. Because um, I was just totally out there on my own in oblivion. And um, yeah, so my program today um really just basic um and that's the cool thing about this program you don't have to overcomplicate it i don't have to overcomplicate it i don't have to make it something that it's not it's it's really right in front of you and in front of me and um it's very simple it's simple but it, they say it's not easy um i think it's easy if you're if you're willing and you're ready to do it um another little a term I've heard is it's not for people who want it. It's not for people who need it. It's for people who do it. And that's something I believe it's, it's, it only works if you actually put the effort into it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hold my commitments. I call my sponsor, <laughs> not as much as I need to. Um, but, uh, and I work with my sponsees. I reach out to them and they reach out to me. And that's just been an awesome experience. Um, let's see. What else do I have to say? <laughs> this is almost time. Uh, I might feel like I'm running out of steam. Um, yeah, I, uh, I have a lot of things right now that um, I'm trying to figure out kind of the rest of my life, you know, outside of the program and that's been quite um 
difficult for me in the past. Um, every time I've kind of made big life changes or, or, or do things to grow in my life, it can really affect my mental health, which then affects my sobriety. Um, so things like getting a job in the past, like I'd get a job and then I'd stress myself out and then I'd relapse. And so I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how to, you know, balance my life out and it takes, it's a really slow process for me. Um, you know, I used to think, you know, I was the, I used to call myself the sickest one in the room because I was so, you know, I believe that I was way more messed up than everyone else. And, and that's why I believe that I would never get this thing because I just felt like I honestly, I was suicidal constantly. I believe that there was no, um, there was just no hope. And no matter what I did, I would always let the alcohol win and the, and the, the, the addiction win. And, um, yeah, I, uh, so I, now I take everything pretty slowly. I, I, Add, I, I slowly add stuff in and I don't try to rush myself or push myself too hard because I know that things can get out of balance really quick for me and I have to do things kind of slowly and, um, you know, make small strides. And uh, that's just something that I've learned over the years. Um, so right now I'm working on um, my life stuff because you know we don't get sober to not have a life we, we have to have a life and grow and um, be able to build um, a good life that will you know that's worth being sober for and that's kind of where I'm at right now and it's a struggle um, and, it, and um, I'm working on um, getting a good job and I want to go back to school um, school's always been tough for me. I've never been very good at it. So it's just a lot of fear that I'm dealing with, but I'm able to, you know, recognize that that's fear and that, um, and then that doesn't have to be, you know, the, the end all be all. And that I do have the ability to overcome those fears. Cause I, I've, I've, uh, I've had fears that have completely stopped me from growing and made me drink. And now I am able to um, kind of, you know, see that for what it is and slowly work with those fears and work being the opposite. And um, yeah, I mean, so higher power, I know that's another big thing in the program and uh so i have never really had like a specific higher power where i have like oh this is it or i have like the idea in my head of what it is but i do know that when i take the action of prayer um a lot happens like not all my prayers are answered it's not like a magic trick but I have had moments where I thought I wasn't going to stay sober and I just prayed, you know, Hey, keep me sober today. I remember I was at a festival, which is like one of the biggest festivals in the United States. It's like a music festival. 
and it was um, a lot of fun. I was with sober friends, and on the last night, I was like, I decided, like, I'm going to go use. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm for sure, like, I have made my decision. I started searching for it. I started asking people for, you know, um, I was at a rave, so I was looking for ecstasy, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I just can't. I can't not. And um, and then I ended up um, sitting down in the quiet area, as quiet as I could be, and I just sat there and I just prayed, like, hey, I don't want to use today. Like, please, God, help me. And I ended up going to this sober tent they had there. And so it's just, it just really, you know, strange how those those things work out and it's like that's i don't know exactly what to call that like i don't know if there's someone up there making decisions around my life but i do know that if i do try to reach out and connect to something bigger than me um it definitely it helps and and it can definitely save my ass um, so i know that's a big part of the program and it's something that's that's always developing and growing um, for me. Um, lately, it's been kind of like easy to stay sober. I I uh, haven't thought of drinking or using. I'm very I don't hang out with people that use and drink, um, and I just have been it's been easy. It's been easier than it has in the past. Um, I'm not quite sure why that is, if it's the medication, if it's the balance that I have, if it's the commitments that I, that I keep every week, if it's the, you know, the meetings that I go to every week, if it's the sponsees, but these are all things that I didn't really do super well in the past. And so I just kind of throw it all at the wall and keep doing it. And um, I don't really ask questions about what exactly is working for me what exactly is the reason why I'm sober. I just do the things in front of me and I am seeing it's, it's been a lot easier to stay sober that way instead of constantly trying to figure out, you know, what exactly do I need in order to kind of manage my sobriety. I just do all the things that are kind of suggested to me and I do my best, um, to, to fulfill those things and then uh sobriety has been actually pretty like not so hard this time and that's a lot coming from me because there was a time where sobriety was the hardest thing for me and it was um a lot of pain and suffering and i would cry and i would and i would think about you know ending my life and my my depression my mania would just get the best of me and i would relapse and then i'd get worse and, and it would just be on and on and on and on and to have this you know this balance in my life today and i still have struggles but to have the balance of of not wanting to use and not feeling like depressed and not feeling manic and having everything kind of under control and being able to kind of work from that position has been a blessing um, in so many ways. And it's just something I never thought I would have. It's something that I never thought would be a part of my life is like actually just being okay. Um, I never thought I would just be okay. And I don't know if anyone else has felt like that where, you know, nothing's going to get better. This isn't actually going to work out for me. Like I can't stay sober. 
um, I've been that position, and I can honestly say, say through coming back and reaching a point where I really realized I was done, um, had, you know, and taking care of my mental health has all kind of panned out in a way where I am able to uh, stay sober and and not feel uncomfortable in my sobriety. And, um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, if you're new, um, just do the basic things. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it something that it's not, you know. Um, uh, just, you know, get a sponsor, work the steps, you know, and then pass it on to the next person when you get to that place where you're ready to um, be a sponsor and be that for someone else because that's such an amazing experience. I I honestly say I, I love my sponsees and I and I hope they stay sober and I, I know that I can't magically keep them sober myself, but I know that I stay sober when I work with them and I, I pick up the phone <laughs> you know, and I, and I text them and I check in with them and that has just been an awesome experience. Um, and yeah, and it's really, uh, it's really, you know, when it, when you bring, when you boil it down, it's not, it's not, it's not complicated. It's, uh, yeah, just do the suggestions. Um, don't make it something that it's not, um, I have like run out of things to say. I feel like I'm trying to uh, keep keep going here. It's totally, but, uh, totally up to you. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, you know, I just I think there's something to say for for keep the keep coming back thing, and um, and you know. Ne- don't ever give up on yourself because you can't get this. Like I was that person who believed I would never get this. And now I think I'm in a place where I I am getting it and I am able to see that. And that's really powerful because I mean, I was messed up. Like, I don't know if anyone remembers me like has met me, but like for years I was messed up and I was, you know, I was the in and out guy. I would, I remember I came into a meeting and I was just like totally disrespectful. I was like, I was screaming at the meeting, you know, out of my mind. And I, and I'm not that person today. And it's been a really, a, you know, big change in me. And, um, yeah, I have the program to thank for that. And, and that's what I love about the program. It's never, it's never disappeared. It's never turned its back on me as much pain and destruction or or bullshit I put people through in the program. I literally walked into a pro a meeting and shared it and like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, you know, fuck you. And and now it's like those people still love me and they're still here for me. And as much as as crazy as I was, like I uh, I uh, I still have a and AA will never, will never, you know, shut me out. And it's just, it's, it's something that I, I think I'll be stuck with for the rest of my life. And, and, and that's a good thing. And I, um, yeah, I love AA. 
and I know it's it's what's right for me. And yeah, I'll always be an alcoholic. <laughs> can't escape that. Can't escape. You know, can't ever. They haven't cured it yet, so I'll be here as long as AA is here, and um, or I'll or I'll keep coming back as you know to the best of my ability. So I will end right there. Um, I don't I don't feel like I'm just rambling a lot, so I'm sorry I'm not super thought out deep, but um, I'll, I tried my best. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I appreciate it.